Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Tanya Holcomb, and I'm grateful that you're joining me on a journey to honor your story, reclaim your power, and answer your soul's call for greatness. With conversations on self-love, true nourishment, and natural healing, featuring transformative stories of divine intervention, unshakable faith, and living life untethered, you'll be inspired and motivated to release what no longer serves you, pursue what you truly desire, and trust your path. No, it is no accident that you've arrived here. You seek truth, activation, and empowerment. Your seeking led you to exactly where you need to be. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. I am so excited for this conversation. This is, oh my gosh, you are going to walk away with so much insight as it relates to your fascia and how your fascia impacts everything else. So I had the honor of sitting down with Jennifer Feldman and we really just covered a whole lot of ground and it's just all so applicable and so in alignment to everything that I do. So I'm really, really pumped if you didn't pick that up yet. So more about Jennifer. Jennifer is a myofascial release practitioner therapeutic body worker, and owner of Limitless Movement in Grand Rapids, Michigan. As a professional classical musician, she had an injury that led her to seek out a way to heal herself. She sought out masters around the country and spent the next 10 years studying various types of body work, psychology, and movement therapy modalities. After over a decade of study and practice, Jennifer now works with others to help them find freedom in their own bodies and mind. Her practice is a combination of myofascial release, physical therapy, Chinese medicine, and personality development. Jennifer is also trained in the coaching psychology and integrates those methods into her emotional release work with clients. So this is who you are going to hear from. And as soon as we were done recording, I was like, we have to do a part two. So this is where I need you to chime in and let me know what you would love Jennifer to come back and expand upon. All right. Enjoy. Jennifer, welcome. I'm so grateful that you said yes to joining me for today's conversation all about the fascial system. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm always excited to talk about fascia. It's my favorite thing. Ah, I love that so much. So I want to just dive right in because I know when I'm leading conversations inside of Fiercely Empowered Mama or the Cleansing Circle, and I mention fascia or the fascial system, not a lot of people are really aware of what I'm talking about. So Will you dive in and just explain um, like what is the fascial system? And second question, what is a myofascia release? Sure. So your fascial system is the system that's working for you 24-7, but most of us have no idea that we even have one. 
um, we can relate to it as we're preparing a chicken and you have that thin cellophane like layer that you're pulling off of the chicken. That's actually the chicken's fascia. And we have that cellophane like tissue all over our body. It surrounds and holds every single one of our organs, bones, muscles, and nerve fibers. And it protects us. If you were in a car accident and you were thrown from the car, how would all of your organs, muscles, and bones stay in place? It's actually these fascial pockets that hold us where we're supposed to be. Hmm. If you took all of that fascia out of your body, it would look like a space spacesuit version of you. So it really is our structure, our essence, and everything that makes us us. That is, I love that description. I think everybody's going to never look at a chicken the same way. (laughs) Um, But yes, okay. So when you are working on a person, then your whole emphasis is on their fascia system. So when somebody comes to see you and they sign up for a myofascia release, like what is what does that mean? Basically, in the most simple terms, it means that I'm dealing with those fascial structures, trying to figure out where there's tension, where there's a pull. I like to explain it to people as if they're wearing a large shirt. And if you just pull on one edge of your shirt, you'll see that the whole shirt changes in structure. And that's really what's happening with your fascia. There's one pole somewhere, one piece of scar tissue that's bound and causing an adhesion. And your whole system is reflecting to that scar tissue. It's moving and generating force in that direction. The trick is it might not be where you think it is. So you might have low back pain, but the scar tissue might be in your abdomen Or um, you might have neck pain, but the scar tissue is in your quads. So it's not always where you're feeling sensation. It can also be where you feel completely numb. And we can get into that more talking about trauma and fascia. But it's, it's usually where you're feeling numb, not necessarily where you're feeling the tension. Wow, I love that. Okay, so, you know, I think... A lot of people are going to leave this conversation and and or come to this conversation with the hopes of understanding the physical aspect of this work and how it may help them, you know, in their body. But on your website, there's so much incredible insight on your website, just little taste of, of this work. But on there, you talked about um, that this therapy effectively removes restrictions physically. So I want you to go into that. But then you also say mentally, emotionally, and energetically. Can you expand? Absolutely. I do think the physical is the most accessible part of it. It's the one that we can all see, we can all um, feel, and it's in the 3D world. So it makes sense to start there. Really, as we age and as we move less, our our fascia becomes more calcified and more similar in structure to bone. Ideally, it's very flexible, pliable, bouncy, and I have a one-year-old, so I get to see that in action. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're a baby, your fascia is just beautiful and supple, and they fall, and you can see a child almost bounce up off of the ground, and that's because their fascia is healthy and um, pliable, really. 
as we get older, our fascia becomes calcified. And when you fall, you break. So it becomes more bone-like in structure. And when your fascia is healthy, it hydrates your body, keeps it supple and strong, creates vitality, and really is the life force of your body. So just presenting the stark difference between a baby's fascia and someone who's older and their fascia, ideally we want to be as young as possible in our fascia. Mm -hmm. And that's where we've lost that connection. Um, As humans, we've really lost that deep connection to our fascia. And we've lost it because we sit, we don't move. And when we do move, we make the same movements over and over again. So it becomes a repetitive movement. And what happens with that is that our fibroblasts actually lay down the fibers in our body. And when we move in certain ways, they lay down the same fibers over and over and over again. And that becomes our structure. So people start to look like the way that they move. Mm. And the body always wants to move in the easiest way to move. So it's not trying to get you to move in different ways. We have to consciously move in different ways. And we tend to not do that. Um, Our body, oddly enough, has an already built-in natural mechanism for upgrading our fascia. And that's why animals stretch hundreds of times a day. If you have a pet, I always say to my clients, like, go home, go look at your dog, go look at your cat. They are stretching correctly. They are upgrading their fascia. Watch them move, move like them. And I don't think we really think about that in general. Like dogs and cats, they're just constantly stretching. They lay down for their nap. They get back up and stretch. And then when they're ready to lay down again, they stretch again before they lay down. And I don't know a single human that does that. Mm -hmm. So that's really, really what they're doing. And especially the word for what they're doing is called pandiculation, which means stretching through tension and contraction. So as they're stretching, you can, you can picture it, a dog or a cat just like pressing down into the floor, extending their body. They're creating tension as they move. Mm-hmm. We do the exact same thing when we wake up in the morning. We create tension as we extend our arms in the air and reach up. You don't just push your arms up in the air and just let them hang out. You actually contract mm-hmm. and extend them. And that engages your fascial system because you're creating the tension and that is our innate way to connect with our fascial system it's something that we unconsciously do every day Um, passive stretching is pretty unique to us as humans and that's why i always say like animals are our connection to that too dogs and cats are the easiest ones to look at so if you have a pet at home just go start watching your animal Watch how they stretch. They're your yoga teacher. (laughs) Just do whatever they're doing. It's a free yoga class. Um, It's so true though, because I mean, since I met with you and I've, I've only met with Jennifer one time, but it was absolutely fascinating. But the reason why I came to see you and you were like, what are you didn't really know? Like, did I, was I really going to have things? And I was like, no, I have things. Like I, feel so tight. And the experience, my little wake up call, I guess you could say was skiing over the winter and falling off, not falling from the chairlift, well, you know, coming off and falling and also falling on the hill and not 
feeling like I could get back up. And it was this really heavy feeling. And when you talked about this whole idea of our fascia helping us bounce back up, I was like, that's exactly what I want. Like I want to fall and feel like I can bounce back up like my nine-year-old, right? Like he still can like bounce right back up. Like what's the big deal, mom? Just get back up. So I love that you put that in perspective. And then, yeah, since since I've been doing my stretches and since my time with you, I do watch my animals. I have two cats inside and a dog and they are stretching all day long. I mean, yeah. all day long, they're stretching. It, it's really amazing. And just when I ask my clients how much they stretch a day, they're like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know that I've stretched in years, yeah. like maybe since high school PE. Right. <laughs> so... If you just think about all of that accumulated tension over the years, that's really what people are coming into me for. They're coming into me to get rid of that tension. So I help them find that tension within themselves so they can release it for good. And that's why dogs and cats don't need to get stretched. They're releasing it every single day. Mm -hmm. So if people actually were taking that, I'd say like five, 10 minutes a day and just doing those stretches and stretching with the contractions, you actually activate your stretch reflex, which means that your muscles tense the entire time your muscle is being stretched. That's what people need. And I think there wouldn't be as many knee, shoulder injuries, low back pain if people just took that five, 10 minutes a day, activated their stretch reflex, and just moved a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the physical aspect, what do people, you know, what's, what are they coming to you with? Like, what's, what are some of these cases look like? Most of the time when people find me, it's because they've gone um, to doctors, they've had surgeries, they may have gone the Western route with medicine, they've gone to PT, they've done a bunch of different things before they even want to go get myofascial release, just because it's not something that everyone knows about. So they probably heard just from someone else, oh, you should go see this person. And they don't even know why they're there. Mm-hmm. But um, usually people are coming to me with chronic pain. And we are trying to problem solve what is the root cause of that chronic pain. And it's usually not what they think it is. So a lot of people come to me with low back pain, which they might think is their psoas, but it ends up being their hamstrings. Or people come to me for TMJ and jaw pain, which usually is in your legs, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. The fascial connection between the jaw and the quadriceps. Um, People come to me for frozen shoulder is very common. I actually got three calls about frozen shoulder yesterday. So I don't know what's going on with everyone, but uh, move your shoulders. And... um, that is directly related to the fascia as well. So a lot, a lot of different things. And the fun part for me is actually figuring out what is going on for them. And is it just physical? Is it also emotional? Is it also energetic? Um, where is it? Where is the fascial adhesion in the body? And that's the part that we get to discover together and problem solve together. Um, I'm a big believer in facilitating things with someone, as I know you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not me doing something to someone else. They're not receiving the work or something like that. Um, we're actually working together 
to problem solve. And that's why I really love the activation of the work that I do because it allows me to communicate with someone else in their body in a way where they're doing just as much work as I am. Mm -hmm. And we're working together. And I really don't think healing happens passively. I don't think it happens to you. I think you actually have to be involved. Healing only happens in community and it has to be in relationship. So um, yes, I'm definitely a big believer in collaboration that way, as you are too. You do the same thing with people. Absolutely. And I love, you know, I had no idea what to expect when I came to see you and I loved that aspect of it, the involvement, you know, and, you know, even just feeling in my body and seeing, you know, you have a mirror there, that instant shift that I was experiencing and something that came up. And and I know we still have to talk to these other aspects, but I think this is an appropriate time to mention it is that you, you, you brought to my awareness about posture in a way that I've never, ever looked at it. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, Good posture is not forced. It's not controlled. It's not manipulated. And many of us, especially as women, have been told to stand up straight, pull your shoulders back, do these things. That's actually forcing your body into a position and can cause more damage to your fascial system, to your muscular system. It's creating control in your body. And people spend their whole lives trying to pull their shoulders back. And they come to me and they're like, I've never been able to do this. I try and try to pull my shoulders back. I'm like, of course, you don't have the flexibility to do that. Right. And I... I can't imagine that you would expect yourself to do that. So bad posture is not a diligence problem. (laughs) It's actually just a flexibility and a strength problem. So once you release your body, you can have natural good posture and good posture should be effortless. And And that's when you know it's good posture is when it's effortless. And I know for me, like I obviously I'm in front of the computer all the time Um, and so it's that little bit of, um, you know, like we're, what do I want to say? It's like my shoulders are, you know, more like the hunchback, you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit of that. And you had brought to my awareness too, of like how my hips, you know, when they're in their proper alignment, it was instantaneous what that did for my posture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times people have rounding in their upper back and shoulders, but the problem is actually happening in your hip joint. Mm. So if you have an anterior rotation in your hips, meaning they're tipped forward, what you're going to do, because the body doesn't like to be out of balance, you're going to lean back and create a hyperlordosis in your low spine. And from there, your shoulders will round forward, trying to balance out that, that lordosis and your head is going to go forward. Mm-hmm. So then that's why it's impossible to just pull your shoulders back and stand up straight because your hips aren't straight and your low back isn't straight. So right. it just won't work. So uh, usually I wouldn't say all the time, but a lot of times we work from the bottom up and work on the feet and the hips first. Um, and that usually helps posture. And people are amazed that you can not work on your upper body and have such a big shoulder and neck release. Yeah. 
I mean, you guys, I'm talking about, I look in the mirror and everything's in place. (laughs) It was like, oh, oh, so that's how that works. Like that is incredible. Yeah. It was just, my mind was blown. Um, just being able to visibly see it and also feel it. Um, Okay, yeah, so that's the perfect example of the effortlessness. Yes. That's how it should work. You look in the mirror and you're like, oh, it works. Oh, yes. everything in my body feels like it's in place. Yeah. That's that's really how the body should be. Um, things just hang off the your 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 limbs should just hang off your body and mm-hmm. not feel heavy, weighted, something that you have to fix, control, move, manipulate. It's effortless is the key word. I love that. So obviously it's not, this is not just physical. And I think this also is what makes you so unique at what you do is you're looking at the whole person, you know, and you are so tuned in to not only their physical body, but also tapped right into that energetics and emotional. Um, can you talk about those aspects of, of how, acknowledging your fascia, having this fascia awareness, fascia release, how does this play into these other aspects? Sure. Um, On a physical level, your fascia is really a communication system in your body. It carries electrical signals between muscle groups and nerve endings. And we're probably going to find out in 10, 20 years that it does so much more than that. Mm -hmm. But that's part of the actual physical reason that it holds trauma or tension in the body because it affects your nervous system. So when you experience trauma, you uh, activate your nervous system, and then the fascia has a response to that and actually will hold its state. And from there, because you couldn't process the trauma at the time, your fascia will keep holding that state until you release it. And I use the example of ducks. So ducks will get in a fight And after that fight, they flap their wings, they shake their bodies, they get that energy off of their body. Humans get in an argument, or you're a small child and someone's yelling at you, or something happens to you, and you freeze. You Mm -hmm. stay still. You don't do anything. It probably would be strange if you saw a human just violently shaking their body after. If I saw that, I would be so proud of them. But... (laughs) It, it would be weird in our culture, but that's really what should happen is we should run, we should move, we should get that energy out of our body so it's not held. So mm-hmm. I find a lot of people are just holding that kind of frozen trauma response, that tension in their body that's just never been fully released. Most of us don't even get to the stage in our body or our trauma release where the body can fully relax. It's kind of like never getting a full exhale or never having a full orgasm. You're stopping right before and you're like, I'm done, I'm out. And we are all seeking that deep exhalation, that moment where the body can fully release. But in order to do that, you have to release the physical charge of the trauma in order to restore the body. You can't just talk about it. You can't just um, work on the emotional aspects without addressing the physical manifestation in your body. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of that is that when you actually physically release the trauma, you get to have your life back. Not only the life that you currently have, but the part that was stuck too now gets to join the rest of your life. So you can actually experience that real freedom. You get to reclaim the parts of you that were frozen or lost. 
And that is probably to me the most beautiful part of this work is reclaiming the parts of you that were lost or the parts of you that didn't get to develop, didn't get to mature because of the trauma that you experienced. And as a result, your vitality and your life force just goes up 100% and everything becomes a little bit easier because you're not carrying that weight with you. It is so powerful. And when you are, are working with somebody and you are having these conversations about this trauma stored in the fascia, I mean, can you talk, like, I, I'm so curious, like, I want to know more about this. Yeah, sure. This trauma in the fascia, like, tell me more. Yeah, let's keep talking about it. It's, it's really, um, it's really the bulk of the work that I'm doing. Um, I truly believe that your body reflects your life. So anything you haven't dealt with in your life will show up in your body. And a lot of times I'll say something to someone like, oh, yeah, I know. I, I guess you eat a lot of Skittles or something like that. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, I do eat Skittles, actually. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, I can kind of tell like there's an overabundance of sugar in your body because your fascia will feel a certain way with that. And we don't have to go into the depths of that. But um, your, your body really is almost like a book of your life. And we can read through the pages and see what you've done, what you did 30 years ago and what you're doing right now. It's all there. There's nothing you can hide. The way I describe it with people, it's like you have this beautiful mansion. Your body is a beautiful mansion, but you hang out in like three of the rooms in this mansion. Mm. You know there's other rooms. You don't go in them. You're kind of afraid that they're messy and you don't feel like cleaning them up. And those are the rooms that, you know, those will be easier. You just go in there and clean them up. The rooms I'm worried about are the closets, the attic, and the basement, the places you're not even aware of where the real cleaning needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's what is the unconscious trauma. That's the stuff that's stuck in the body, specifically in the fascial system, that's making you feel stuck in your life, in your relationship, in your job, in your health, and you have no idea why. And that's the stuff, that's the sticky, unconscious, good stuff where we want to release that and break through that trauma, release the tension in the fascia. And that's where your life gets to happen and things become easier. And the beauty of that and beauty of healing the fascia is that when you resolve that physical trauma and find safety in your body, you don't have to find safety outside of yourself. So people find that they are less addicted to things. They are um, changing their behaviors. Most people who come to see me stop drinking alcohol. They stop mm -hmm. smoking. They start eating healthier. And they're not even consciously doing this. They're just releasing the dysregulation of their nervous system. And all of a sudden, they feel safe and good in their body. Mm -hmm. And when you can regulate internally, you look for healthy co-regulation. You're not looking for dysfunctional regulation or dysregulation. And that just naturally unfolds. I don't actually have to do anything verbally that way. It will just happen as people start taking care of their fascia. They are seeking healthy um, co-regulants for their nervous system. It's, it's interesting. I often say, um, you know, especially inside the cleansing circle, it's like, you know, the healthier these choices that you make, it just all, it's like just happens that your desires start to become healthier. And that's, that reminds me of what you're speaking of. It's like, as the body's 
unwinding or freeing up or having this fascia release and this fascia is feeling more supportive. It's like this person's whole vibration is changing and what they're drawn to is changing. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, You can picture on a physical level, if you have a lot of scar tissue in your body and scar tissue isn't innervated, so there's a lot of numbness there. If that numbness is running your body, then you're going to look for more things that make you numb. Mm. And if all of a sudden you have healthy tissue and there's feeling there, that tissue starts to crave things that are good for it, like water, greens, you know, things that um, make it feel alive, movement. So looking at your body is almost this separate organism from the, the neck down that's actually craving things and desiring things. You want that to be desiring the right things because it's in a healthy state. So exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I love this conversation. Amazing. Do you have, I mean, are people, I mean, when I was with you, I mean, I was in awe of how much you were reading my body from a physical plane and drawing those emotional connections about me as a person. Um, I thought that was absolutely fascinating. Do you have people that, and I can imagine the answer is yes, but who are having these emotional releases, these emotional freedom paths right in, in the session. Absolutely. Um, there's a lot to that. I think people are all starting from a different point. And I say that, um, some people are very physically aware and they are going right for their body. So, when I'm trying to get them to feel their body, to be aware of things, it's just easy for them. And other people like you, if you don't (laughs) mind me talking about you specifically, are super aware of their energetic system. They feel their energy. They feel other people's energy. They sense the flow of energy between things, objects, people, animals, all of that. They're so tuned into that but then you pr- try to bring them into the physical body and they're like, oh, I've got to like actually put effort into that. Mm-hmm. It's not happening organically. I have to actually think about it. That's not where I start. Other people are very aware of their emotions and their desires and what they want in life. And they're starting there. And I say that and some people are like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I want and what I desire. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's not where you're starting from. Other people are very aware of their thoughts and how they think about things, and how to get clarity on something, and how to problem solve. And we're all in these different starting places. So when someone comes in, I try to figure out where they're starting, Mm -hmm. and then how to get them everywhere else. Because really, you need access to every part of that. You need access to your physical body. You need access to energetic awareness, access to your desires, access to a thinking mind that can find clarity and problem solve for you. And if you're not doing all of those things, life is probably feeling a little bit bumpy. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing all of the things, everything flows. So that's the, that's the deeper thing of what I'm doing. And I don't always say that right away. Um, That can be a little bit much for people sometimes, especially if they're just like, I came in for knee pain (laughs) and I'm like, feel your energetic body. Right. You know, um, it's like, we're going to address the knee pain first, but once you're out of pain, 
there's something better than just being out of pain. And I think that's what people don't realize. And actually, if there, you know, if there's any message from this, that's what I would want it to be is that there's a level of health that's much better than no pain. And I think that it keeps getting better. Like Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for 15 years. I've been getting body work for 15 years in this way. And I keep thinking, oh, this is, it can't get better than this. Mm -hmm. My body is just functioning on this amazing level. And then it gets better. Mm -hmm. There's always an upgrade. There's always something that feels better, makes life easier and enhances your day to day. So that's, that's really what we're going for as well. And that's really what I see in people. Yes, let's get you out of pain. That's the priority. But then there's something better after that. And the clients that I see more long term, they start to experience that they experience changes in their personalities. Um, One really great example I have is a woman who came to me with knee pain. Doctor said she needed two knee replacements. And she said, I don't want to do it. So she came to me and we worked together for six months. She went back to the doctor and he said, you don't need any knee replacements anymore. You're fine. I don't know what's going on. Mm. So she was completely out of pain that way. She saw me for six more months after that. And she had come in kind of a difficult person, um, (laughs) was very critical, you know, came in like, oh, I don't like this office. I don't like this. I don't like this. She just kept telling me. And I was like, I know this has to do with her knee pain. By the end, she was the nicest person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And so she got out of just not getting out of pain, but she actually got to this place where her life was upgraded. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden that her outlook on life completely changed. She felt ease. She felt relief. She felt happy. Um, These things are just as valuable as being out of pain. And I think they're directly related. So I would never say the goal is just to be out of pain. I think it's really to get to a state where you are living a higher level life, an upgraded yes. life. And that that's the most important thing to me with clients. A thousand, a thousand percent. I mean, I would have never, ever thought that I wasn't in tune with my physical body, right? Because I, I would have, like, I don't take you know, over the counters. I like, I'm so, I take such good care of my physical body, but there's not a lot of loud communication. Right. So of course, like when there's a headache or when there's something like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm right there with my body, but to have that awareness when you were like, no, like really being tuned into like the subtleties, like when you get in the car, like checking in with your body, if it's comfortable, you know, when you put on your clothes, like, right. does this feel good? I'm like, oh yeah, I don't ask those questions. <laughs> I mean, so I was, you know, I'm in her office and I'm thinking, I'm like, so does this, are you, is this kind of like when I say I can sleep on anything? And she laughed. She's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, I don't, I wasn't thinking about those things. I, I, I was not even connected to that. And when I hear you talk about this ease and flow that of course, like, that's what I'm here for, right? Is like to be tapped into those frequencies. Um, and when just like being tuned into that, it's 
it's such a radical upgrade that was almost instant for me. I was like, I, it was like the awareness, right. Is like that 50% of like, wow, I'm aware now. And so no, like I'm not perfect, perfect at it by any means, but now I have this awareness that I didn't have before. So I can only imagine when you give people the awareness of for their first time of their life, right. Of their emotional aspect or of their energetic aspect, or this idea that, you know, we're here to experience it all. So what do you want? Right? Like I can only imagine how quickly these sessions turn into just really, truly pivotal times of expansion for these, for these clients, for these people, for these, you know, individuals that step into your office. It's just really just amazing. I think you said it very beautifully when it's like, you know, we are, we are here for this one life and what do you want? Mm-hmm. I think you and I really connect in that way because the word upgrading your health, it it's so vague. It's like, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. But it's really for people to fully embody their lives. Mm-hmm. It's to be able to do whatever you want to do, whatever your desires are, whatever your goals are, and not have anything hold you back. Mm-hmm. And I don't want people's bodies to hold them back. I don't want their energetic stuck places to hold them back. I don't want their stuck emotions to hold them back. I don't want their lack of clarity to hold them back. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that really free place, decisions are easy too. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you want to do with your life. You want to do something different. You're not sure what to do next. Go to the body. That's what I always say. It's like, go to the body. If you don't know how to make a decision, go to your body. Just start moving your body, start stretching, start connecting with your body. And then it's, it's easy. You'll, you'll be able to make a decision. And I've had many times in my life where I felt confused or am I supposed to be doing this? What should I do? And I'm like, oh, right. That's, that's my fascial system asking me to reconnect with it and get mm-hmm. back in my body and get back into the physical because I also don't start in the physical world. Mm-hmm. So that's really important for me to connect with as well and develop in myself. And the, the example I'll give too is <laughs> because a lot of people think, you know, think they're physically in touch because like you, they're super healthy. Yes. But there's something different between that and actually being involved in the physical body. So I, a long time ago, this is when I was in California, I was with my friend and he, um, he was offered a piece of chocolate cake and he said, um, no, thanks. I'm not going to eat that chocolate cake. And I was like, oh, are you, are you trying to be healthy? And he was like, oh no, I just fully digested it in my body without eating it. And then my body knew that I wasn't going to enjoy that. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? He was like, oh yeah, I can feel all my organs and I can know if it's going to help my organs. And I was like, oh yeah, you physically feel your body. That's what that feels like. I don't do that. I will look at that piece of chocolate cake and be like, you know, that's not on my diet. That's not a great thing for me to do. It's like my mind is talking to me about it and telling me logically, like, you know, it would actually be better if I had that salad, but I'm not feeling what it feels like to eat chocolate in my body. So that level of physical awareness is really what we're going for. 
Yeah. It's where your organs are communicating with you and you are in communication with your organs and you are talking to them and dialoguing with them. And that's how you get those individual programs too, because what one person can do, someone else can't do, as you know. Yes. So it's great when you have a practitioner and they can muscle test for you and they can do things to you and they can connect to your organs. And that is your tool. And also, if you can do that as well for yourself, which is what you're trying to teach people, mm-hmm. if you can do that too, then you're very powerful because you're getting perspective from someone else, which is necessary. And perspective is in that energetic world, which is perfect for you. You're giving them perspective and you're also coming to it with your own truth. And that's when you're really healthy. Yes. I mean, I can say that I've never sat down with a piece of cake and digested it in my body in that way. And now I'm like, I can't wait to try this. I can't wait to play this. Those are those things where I just, it just wasn't even on my radar because that's not, that's not what comes second nature to me. Right. Like, yeah, there would be this whole experience of like, is this cake in alignment with me or not? Right. Like, does it expand me or does it not? Like it would be that type of you know, experience with it, but not in the sense of like the physical body in that impact. Like this is where that perspective is so huge because this is a piece of my life that I get to expand upon and expand upon and expand upon until it feels just as, you know, effortless as it does the energetic reads. Absolutely. So cool. So cool. Okay, I want to dive into, because most of my listeners are moms, mm-hmm. um, and I know you have a little one at home, and I know that you are super passionate, I mean, about women and the pregnancy journey, and just hearing you talk about this, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, this is where it is difficult being with you, because I just want to like sit and listen, and I'm like, wait, I have to participate. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, yes. Okay. No, yes. good. Keep me on, keep me on track here. <laughs> um, so how would you say that a woman could benefit from this work preconception during pregnancy, postpartum, like when, like if you could have a perfect scenario, like when would they start seeing you and, and why? I am super passionate about this topic. Um, probably just because I'm a woman and a mom. Mm-hmm. And so a couple things. Um, starting with menstrual pain, when, um, when your uterus has scar tissue in it, which is really the most important part of what we're talking about, and we don't need to go in necessarily of why that's happened. It can be a lot of different things. Um, usually they have it has a lot to do with using birth control. Um, and when it has scar tissue in it, it makes your menstrual periods painful. So a lot of what my, myofascial release can do for you is actually remove that scar tissue from your uterus and remove scar tissue from the medial hamstrings, which are related to your spleen meridian, bringing in some Chinese medicine into it. And release that. So one of the first things I do with women is, you know, ask if they have any period pain, because that's actually a pretty easy thing to fix. We can fix that in one or two sessions where it's just gone. Um, your period shouldn't be painful. It's, uh, it, it's common, but it's not normal. And, uh, that's a, that's an important thing. So I would say before even wanting to conceive a baby, uh, that's really important. Then in conception, 
Um, but the other thing I, I this is such a, a weird thing, but I do say to people, if you're not trying to get pregnant, then you really need to um, make sure you're using things to not get pregnant when you're That's working right. with me. That's right. Because people end up being very fertile from getting their fascia worked on for a few reasons. One is because you are really brought into the parasympathetic nervous system. So your body is in that rest and digest state, mm-hmm. which is your most fertile state. Two, because we do remove scar tissue from the uterus and from the pelvic floor. So um, your uterus becomes this beautiful home for a baby. And uh, three, because your health is just upgraded in general. So when your body is functioning at this better level, all of your organs are functioning well. And then your body isn't putting all that energy into trying to heal your organs. And all that energy can go into fertility. So that's a really important piece of this. And I'll tell my own fertility story. <laughs> it's not too much, too much information. But um, I did get pregnant for the first time at 36. I wasn't really trying before. And uh, I was open to it at 36, and which was last year. And uh, when I did get pregnant, I was in um, Boston getting I got five sessions of body work in one week because that's what I do a few times a year. I'll go see my teacher and get stretched and get my fascia release. So I had an incredible session, huge emotional release Mm. and just felt like for the first time I, I really saw myself. I felt myself as a woman. I felt very whole and complete. And I remember feeling that way. And I just felt beautiful and radiant and, you know, went home to see my husband and <laughs> my baby was made that night. So, <laughs> um, so that's, that's really what I'm talking about. It's like bringing your body into the state where you are the most fertile that you can be. Um, that part's very exciting to me. And as we joke, as we are, um, potentially getting ready to have another child that they're like, he, you know, my husband's like, Oh, do you, do you need to go get a bunch of body work again? So we can do that same thing. Like probably actually, like, I know you're joking, but now I'm like planning it on the calendar that I need to get a bunch of body work. So that part's fun. I love that. Um, and even if you're not trying to get pregnant, honestly, uh, living in a very fertile state just feels really good in your body too. Mm-hmm. Like hormone, being hormonally balanced just is so satisfying. And so I, I really recommend that for anyone. Um, when you are pregnant, I think that it's very interesting because your body is really changing every single week so rapidly that it's hard for your structure and your fascial system, your muscles and your bones to keep up with that. It's such dramatic change. And so I found for myself that I actually needed to get body work once or twice a week, every single week that I was pregnant in order to stay in alignment. And I know that's not accessible for everyone, but just it's just to give you a perspective of how much work the body needs, how much help and assistance Um, a couple of things I want to point out is that when your baby is all in the front of you, that is not necessarily, again, it's common, 
but it's not, um, it's not normal and it's not necessarily how it should be. You should, if you're, if your pelvis is in the correct alignment, you should be carrying your baby inside of you. So obviously your belly is going to grow and get bigger, but you're not going to feel like all the weight is in the front. And that's what I see with most of my pregnant clients. The weight is all in the front and they're Mm -hmm. having low back pain. They're having sciatic pain. It's just going down their legs. It's going up their back. And that's because their pelvis is being pulled out of alignment with the gravity of the baby growing. It's super important to get those hips in alignment. And it's amazing. They can go from looking nine months pregnant and then after getting stretched, they look six months pregnant Mm -hmm. because the baby has shifted and moved more in their body and more in alignment in their pelvis. That's the ideal stance for pregnancy because then the mom's not in any pain. Mm -hmm. And I think people think that pregnancy pain, that way low back pain is normal. Um, And it's really not something that's supposed to be part of pregnancy. And it's a big deal to me to be able to help women get out of pain in their pregnancy so that they can actually enjoy it because it can be enjoyable. And I, I, I feel passionate about that. I think that's really important. It's like, it just makes me want to have a baby again, because I've been, (laughs) when, you know, I was a runner, I was a horseback rider. I lived in heels. Like, I mean, I used to give tours for university and I did those things in stilettos. Like I was so tight. And as you know, uh, still working on through that. Um, but you know, I did chiropractic care, you know, twice a week, my entire pregnancy, I was so certain that it was going to be like, Ooh, I'm going to push. And here we go. And I could not get my baby out. I mean, I pushed for 15 hours and still, you know, working through, you know, the trauma that impacted my son through that, which it took, you know, five years for me to, to realize that like, okay, yes, this was traumatic for me, but my gosh, this was traumatic for him too. being stuck. You know, I could see his head for two of those hours, but now having conversations like this, it's like, my gosh, like there was, there's so much potential, right. For incredible birthing processes when we are fully tuned in to this physical body. And now, you knowing my body, I mean, what, what would you see about that? And the potential of not being able to get my baby out? Well, something that's really important for delivery is flexibility of the pelvis. Yeah. The pelvis has to move in multiple different directions in order to get the baby out. So maybe your, your pelvis can flex, but then it can extend and it has to be able to do both. And I would say that's the issue for most people is they can either flex their pelvis well or extend their pelvis well, and they're not doing the other. So that's really important when I work with my pregnant moms that um, we make sure the pelvis is super flexible and really able to move within the hip joint and able to move on its own and have full freedom in order to have a smooth delivery. That's probably the most important part. The other thing that I want to make sure that I say is um, something that that I don't think is really talked about a lot. I've never heard anyone talk about it, but um, when you're um, thinking about the positioning of your baby and you might have a breech baby, baby's head will go where gravity is pulling it. 
So let's say you're carrying your baby all in the front. Your hips are anteriorly rotated, so they're tipping, tipping mm -hmm. forward. That baby is going to feel gravity going forward. So the head is going to start moving basically towards your belly button mm. and not down into your pelvis because the weight is going forward in front. So then the baby's confused, not sure where gravity is, and may turn in many different directions. So especially if you have a baby that's turning multiple times and isn't holding a position, I would really look at your pelvis and your alignment and see what's going on there. Because if, you're, if your body is in a place where you're in alignment, then that baby's head will just follow gravity and be pulled down into your mm. pelvis. That makes and so much sense. I think that's, that's really important and something that women can actually take, take control of or take the power back in that situation. It's not, you know, where is my baby going to be in space? It's like, actually, let's just look at my body and my alignment and am I going for myofascial release or chiropractic care or whatever to address the alignment issue that's happening within me? I love that so much. So when you have, so ideally, right, someone is working with you, I always prefer, you know, if they're able to work with me, you know, on the nutritional toxicity mineral base, obviously, before even thinking about having a baby, um, mm -hmm. and then continuing to do that work during pregnancy. And then certainly, um, you, the fascia plays a role in postpartum. Absolutely. I had a big awakening postpartum. I went to see my teacher to get stretched, thought my body was in a great place. And he's like, kind of seems like you haven't fully delivered this baby. And I was like, no, she's five months. Like she's delivered. <laughs> and he's like, no, your body is acting like you haven't fully delivered this baby. Mm. So he was saying that my pelvis was stuck in a position in my delivery position still. And it hadn't actually fully moved back into alignment. So there's a lot of care that needs to happen afterwards that way. And of course, you know, being a new mom, it, I know personally, it's really hard to reach out and try to get um, care or have time to do that or have money to do that or, you know, you're yeah. basically just trying to deal with a baby. But it's important to do some healing work after delivery and get some body work mm -hmm. and really allow your body to fully release like I was talking about before. And at birth is, is a physical trauma to the body, even though it can be ecstatic and beautiful as well. Mm -hmm. It is a physical trauma. And you want that full exhalation. You want that full delivery, that full birth. And if anything was kind of like a blip along there, then you might not have that full release, not the full delivery. I had a long labor as well. And my body was kind of stuck in the position of delivery. So I had to get it released and moved back. And I didn't do that until five months later because I didn't mm -hmm. realize that was the case. And if I had seen a practitioner much earlier, then it might yes. have been a lot better for me. And I found too that when my body was back in alignment, I started to feel more like myself. And I started yes. to have less postpartum and feel like I had better energy and my emotions were better managed. And it made a huge difference. The physical makes a huge difference that way. 
You know, it's so interesting as you were talking about that, I I had this memory pop up of, you know, it was like almost seven months postpartum and I went for my first run and I was super active, you know, before getting pregnant and then, you know, active in my pregnancy too, um, which I would change the way I was active in my pregnancy now knowing a whole lot more. But um, I just remember going for that first run, that first physical movement, that real first you know, time that I did that. And it was the first time that I felt whole. But now that you're saying it's like this movement, I I picture those ducks, you know, flapping their wings. It's like this whole, this, this, you know, it's like, wow, like that was likely a processing moment for me that I, you know, I didn't realize where I started to feel that sense of, of wholeness. Absolutely. And I think a lot of us start to feel it six months later, a year later, two years later. I have a lot of women tell me, you know, it takes two years to heal your body after giving birth. And I'm like, I don't want to wait two years. Yeah, right. This needs to happen faster than yes. that. I want to yes. have another baby or, you yes. know, I want to live my life or go back to work or whatever I want to do. Um, I, it just takes, it just takes support. So yeah. I really encourage women, if you are postpartum, just to reach out to anyone for support that way and take the time for yourself and your body because yeah. it really is very worth it on multiple levels, not just the physical level. Like the physical will affect the emotional, the analytical, the spiritual, the um, energetic, all of those things will start yes. getting easier and better and make you feel like you have more energy. Yes. Okay. This is so good. So let's talk about caring for our fascia. You mentioned a few things like not eating Skittles, eating greens, <laughs> drinking water. But if somebody wants to get started on this today and they're like, okay, like I am now aware that I have this incredible system and my physical body is impacting every other aspect of me. Um, and this fascia is a key component of this. What do I do to start? Sure. Um, There are so many things you can do at home right now after this podcast that you listen to. Um, First of all, I would say if you have a pet, I said this earlier, but just watch them stretch and start making the move. You don't have to have anyone watch you do this. It's going to look completely strange, but just start incorporating that pandiculation into your life. Contract as you move. Feel the tension in your body. Watch animals move. They get it. And Mm -hmm. if you have a small child, watch them move. I saw my daughter this morning before she ate breakfast, she just contracted and extended her arms out, contracted and twisted her body. And I was like, oh, I should do that too. So I started doing it along with her. Yes. We can learn from our children this way. And when we start moving like they move, we feel like they do, which is full of energy and full of life. So mm-hmm. um, that's a very easy free thing that you can do for yourself is just watch your stretching gurus, kids and animals. The other thing you can do to start building a relationship with your physical body, which 75% of the population needs, is to touch the part of the body that you're activating. So let's say I am stretching my hamstring and I'm extending my leg out but I'm not really feeling any connection to it. You can build a better relationship between your brain and your body if you just take your hand and touch the thing you're stretching. Mm. That's been scientifically proven. I think it's at least a 30% better response between your brain and your body when you actually touch the thing that you're stretching. 
So that's a more kinesthetic approach, but um, it's something easy you can do at home. And then the third thing I would really say is notice where you feel your body the least. I talked about this too, but um, where you feel numb, that's the area of your body where you need the most attention. That's the part that's stuck in that frozen trauma response. And if you can start to notice in your body, scan your body and feel where you feel the least, then you're starting to bring that unconscious into the conscious mind and bring that into the light. And then from there, if you can start stretching that numb area, that's where you're going to get the biggest gains. If your low back hurts and you stretch your hamstrings and you stretch your low back, you're going to get some relief. But if you actually stretch the parts of your legs that don't feel anything, all of a sudden your low back pain might be gone. Maybe you don't even need to go see a practitioner because you just problem solved it yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really taking some power back with um, working on yourself. And that's really the goal that I have for all of my clients is like, how can I empower you to do this work at home and do this on your own? And, you know, if you're in the middle of the woods and you, yeah, and you have a, your foot hurts because you've been walking so long, like, what are you going to do about it? You're not going to call a practitioner. You're not going to call your doctor. You're going to have to problem solve that yourself. So what tools do you have? And I think the biggest tool is just really figuring out some basics of stretching yourself. And if you can do that for five or 10 minutes a day, those five or 10 minutes are really going to build up over time. And all of a sudden you're someone who stretches every day and you're someone mm -hmm. who pays attention to their physical body every day. And you're someone who ages well. And that can really shift the whole outcome of your life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing how, how much that, you know, from working out or running or all the things, right? Like such contracted energy without much thought or regard to stretching, even though it's like, okay, three minutes, I'll give it, you know, post-workout. Um, but it wasn't something that I just was actively doing until I had a session with you. And I was even thinking like, gosh, like if she asked me to come back every week, like how am I going to make this work? I'm willing to make it work, but you were right. like, do these stretches, try to come in once a month. And I was like, I can do this. Um, and so just the stretching, and I'm not perfect <laughs> at getting them in every day, but just what I have done, it was so fascinating how quick I could do more. You know, like I was like, wow, like yesterday I could only do a little bit of this. Like it was so, I guess what I'm trying to say, it was like when you do it, it's so instantly gratifying that it feeds you to want to do a little bit more, you know? So, and it's just so, so funny because it's stretching. Like we have grown up with this. We've grown up mm -hmm. with this concept of stretching. And I think it's the same reason why, you know, sometimes when, you know, people ask me like food questions or things like that, I'm like, oh, you really, you know, you really want my advice on this. Like there's so much information out there. Right. But I think that's the problem. It's like, there's so much information out there about stretching, which is, it made it really nice for me to come see you and you give me two things to focus on. Like, I'm like, I can do these two things. But when you read a book about stretching, it can be overwhelming. I'm like, okay, like this is a lot for me to look at, but it's like, this is exactly what I want you to work on. And you, and you nailed it where I was, 
where it was most tight. Um, right. I keep emphasizing the pandiculation part of it because a lot of the stretching we were doing as younger people, or if you go see a personal trainer and you get stretched or a, a lot of, um, a lot of stretching that's out there in the world, just the part that you're talking about with too much information, it's passive stretching and someone's mm-hmm. moving you, they're pulling their leg, your leg up to your ear, you know, and that's over stretching. That actually causes joint instability and it actually sets you into the sympathetic nervous system. So it becomes activating and it becomes too activating for the body so that the body actually has a response to tighten everything up afterwards. So you get that good stretch in the moment and then your body releases a bunch of endorphins, which is why a lot of people will be like, oh, well, the stretch feels so good. Yeah, it feels good in the moment because those endorphins are being flooded into your system because you're in your sympathetic nervous system. And afterwards, like the next day, you might be like, oh, gosh, my hamstrings, they feel really tight. They hurt. Mm. Like, well, that's what happened. You overstretched and then there's instability in your joints. So you might have some hip problems, some knee problems if you keep stretching that way for the next 20 years. And that's the way I stretched um, in my childhood. I know a lot of people who did dance or gymnastics and, you know, did extreme flexibility. We were all just damaging our joints. So that's not the way to stretch. And pendiculation really is the key to stretch. Passive stretching is okay as long as you're staying within your range limit. So I usually say if you're taking a yoga class, you go to about 70% of your range. You don't want to reach as far as you can. You don't want to push yourself as far as you can or else you're going to be activating yourself and being in the sympathetic nervous system and creating joint instability. And I could talk about that a lot more, but I think that's important to realize too. We're not just talking about stretching where we're overstretching. We're talking about mindful, contracted, beautiful movements where we are creating a deeper connection with our body and accessing our parasympathetic nervous system. I'm so glad that whatever I said made that thought come <laughs> alive because that's such an important, important piece to this because we could have people listening and think, well, I'm super flexible. So this is no longer relative to me, but that's not true. It's not true. I am that person. I am incredibly naturally flexible. And guess what? I'm not really that flexible. I'm actually just super joint mobile. Mm. And that's what I challenge you to look at really is do I have high joint mobility, which means I can kind of move in any direction. Yoga classes are easy. Um, I can, I can create any position with my body, but when I actually contract my body and feel into my hamstrings, my tissue is very dense and tight. So I don't really have flexibility in the muscles and the fascia. I just have high joint mobility. And most people who think they're flexible are in that category of tight tissue, mobile joints. So I actually think it's easier to work on people personally who say that they're inflexible And well, because they're more open to the idea of not going all the way and not going so far in their stretches and not overstretching, they're like, oh yeah, I can't do that. I'm inflexible. But I'll get a lot of yoga teachers who come in for, yoga teachers always come in for joint pain to me because that's what's happening. They're spending years overstretching 
Mm. And they finally are at this point where their joints can't support them anymore. And they're trying to figure it out. And actually, I will take them in way less range than they've ever gone. I'll have them show me a pose and I'll be like, let's do way less of that, 40% less of what you're doing. And then all of a sudden they can feel their physical body again. And they're like, oh, this feels sound. This feels good. It's like that house. You have to have a good structure. You can have weak joints. That's not going to help you feel solid in this world. So that that's a big deal too. And I know there's a lot of studies that have recently come out talking about joint instability and having hypermobile joints and how those people tend to be more anxious. And I think, again, that has to do with the nervous system and joint instability leads to anxiety. This is so good. Oh my gosh, this is so good. This is so needed. Uh, you got to come back. We need to do a part two. Okay, no problem. I have so much to talk about. <laughs> this is like, this is what lights me up. These types of conversations, like I feel like I could just sit with you all day and talk about this, but I know there's going to be questions. So here's what I want to know from you guys listening is what do you want to hear Jennifer come back and expand upon? I have my ideas, but I want to know yours. We've already gone over an hour. So I'm going to wrap this up. Jennifer, thank you so much. Will you just tell them, you know, you're local to me. So obviously we have listeners all over, but can you tell them how they could find you for those that that makes sense? And, or, you know, um, if they, if you have Instagram or anything like that, where they could follow you. Sure. Um, my website is thefasciacenter.com and my Instagram is thefasciacenter. And uh, there's a lot of information on my website and also reach out to me. I'm in Grand Rapids, but you can send me a message and ask if there are any practitioners in your area. And I'm happy to vet people for you and look for someone for you. I do that all the time. Or you can book an online session too, and I can give you an assessment of your body and stretch oh, that's you should right. be doing that online. So there are a lot of different options. Um, so don't feel limited by where you are in the country. There's probably someone near you who can help you, and I'm happy to help you find that person. I completely forgot about the the Zoom offerings that you have. So yeah, that that makes you wide open <laughs> to the world here. I love that so much. Well, thank you so, so, so much for being with us. This was just beyond a perfect conversation. Like there's so much here. So fun. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello by joining me in our private Facebook group, Love Yourself Fiercely. Cheers to you for seeking truth and fiercely awakening.